In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. So our, our passages today speak of the good news that we have in Jesus Christ. Indeed, uh, this, this passages are, are the gospel, um, so to speak, of, of what it is that we need to do in order to earn slash gain God's, God's trust, God's love, God's righteousness, and the answer is nothing, right, other than believe or have faith or receive the gift that, that God has, has given to us um, to begin with. In Romans, um, for the first three chapters of Romans, Paul sets out very clearly how you're all just a mess, right? The Jews are a mess, the Gentiles are a mess, y'all are a mess. You can't do anything right, you can't do anything good, you can't do anything by your own power. You can't keep the law. The law is, is great, but the one thing the law really shows us is you can't keep the law. All will fall short of the glory of God if you're trying to keep the law. But the good news is, as he gets to the end of chapter 3, for there's no distinction, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, and all are justified by his grace as a gift through the redemption that is Jesus Christ, whom God put forward as a propitiation by his blood to receive, be received by faith. And so then, Paul begins to talk about Abraham. What shall we say was gained by Abraham, our forefather, according to the flesh? For if Abraham was justified by works, he is something to boast about, but not before God. For Abraham believed God, and it was counted to him as righteousness by his faith. Um, and during this time, that Paul's writing, there was this, this theology that, that popped up that Abraham was blessed also by the law and by work. So it wasn't just Moses who received the law. It went all the way back to Abraham who was blessed by the law from the covenant of circumcision and all these other things. And Paul basically says, no. He was blessed by faith. He got up. And he went to a country, right? He left everything. He knew God. He received covenant after covenant. Received God. And, and Abraham, Abram, who then became Abraham. So Abram um, basically gave his wife away when he was Abram. And then about 25 years later, Abraham gave his wife away again to a different person. Um, called, him his, called her his sister, just sort of the half-truth. Um, both times, so you didn't even really learn his lesson. When you give your wife away twice, um, you're probably not justified by your works. I would say that would be that'd be. I don't know if that's a, I don't know if that's a perfect definition of how you're not justified by works, but it's got to be pretty close. Um, and he did other things, right? He 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 didn't believe. You know, he tried to 
do a little loophole about getting his first son by being with his um, you know, wife's maidservant and other things like that. So Ab- all that to say, Abraham's like you and me, right? He, he's, he's not perfect. He falls short of the glory of God. And Paul says Abraham is justified by his faith. By faith, um, he believed God and left everything and followed. By faith, Abram left his country. By faith, he believed that that Sarah would have a child. By faith, um, he prayed uh, for for Sodom and Gomorrah. By faith, he, he did all these things and believed that the, the covenant of God is going to be true. Um, by faith, these things are here. And Jesus sort of talks about this as well, right, about, about faith today. Um, one, with, one with the calling of, of Matthew, who was the tax collector and just says, follow me. Right, follow me. And Matthew just got up and left everything and followed. And Jesus began to teach and to be and to eat with tax collectors and sinners and all the rest. And um, the Pharisees grumbled and moaned and complained. Don't you know who you're eating with? These unrighteous people. And Jesus says, go figure out what this means. I desire mercy, not sacrifice. And I didn't come to call the righteous. I came to call the sinners. Now, of course, that sort of tongue-in-cheek, as we just learned, that all fall short of the glory of God. But those who think that they're righteous, those who are sort of self-righteous anyway, don't need God. But those who know they need God, Jesus has come for them. This is, again, the good news. And we have a little part that we missed before we get to the other part where John the Baptist's disciples come up and say, why do we fast? The Pharisees fast, but your disciples don't fast. Jesus says, you know, talks about the kingdom of God because this is, this is, this is where he talks about you can't put new wine into old wineskins. They'll just burst. Right? The kingdom of God is, is exploding before you. Time, this is not the time for fasting. That time's later on down the road. But, he, but then we have the woman who reaches out and touches Jesus and says her faith has made her well. Um, her faith has made her well. Not in what she did, but in who she believed in. That Jesus was the one who might be able to give her healing. Jesus, just like the synagogue leader who came to the house and said, my daughter's dead, but I know that you can make her well and she might live. The synagogue leader put his faith in Jesus in the same way that Abraham has faith in God. And so what, what I want, what I want to, to sort of talk about for the rest of, of the time today is really, is really talk about faith of what it is and, and what it is isn't maybe as much as anything else because faith um, is is oftentimes thrown around our theology as you need to have faith 
Right? You need to have faith in, in God that God will heal you. you need to have faith. If you have enough faith, you'll be made well. You didn't have enough faith. Sorry, your cat died. Right? You didn't have enough faith. You didn't pray hard enough. You didn't believe well enough. You didn't do this. You, know, you didn't have enough faith for something happens to you where faith is, is not this thing that we have. Um, because that's a lot like the law, right? If I have enough faith in God, then I will be okay. It comes back to you again. Faith instead is it's a gift that God gives to you and to me that tells us despite all of the evidence to the contrary that you are loved by God that you are received by God that you are made well by God because if we look at ourselves and we look at our track record and not the part that's in the public history that everybody knows about and even that's bad enough but all the stuff that you know only yourself and you go, mm, no, sorry, God can't love me. I mean, you think God can love me, but when you don't even know what I did last week. And so, no, right? Faith says we have a God who draws us in Jesus to receive life and love and grace. And even though the law tells us that we are doomed, faith reminds us that we are gods and we belong to God. It's a gift. This is it's one of those, those gifts that that carries on even into even into the everlasting life, right? When Paul talks about about gifts and that great that great wedding. Um, reading from 1 Corinthians that we, that's so hallmark, hall of fame love, love is patient, love is kind, and love is la-da-da-da, all the way down, which it is very nice if you read it in the right context. Um, but, it, but it ends with everything else goes away, but faith and hope and love carry on. So the gifts that God gives us to live our lives today teaching and hospitality and generosity and mercy and honor and all of these others, tongues and prophecy, those are all great for this world as we continue our Christian life. But faith and hope and love, those are gifts that carry on even into eternity in our life with God as we continue to grow from strength to strength strength and continue to love and to seek and to hope. Those gifts are everlasting. Which makes sense, right? I mean, it makes sense about what faith is because if faith is just this thing that we have to have in order to believe in God, in order to be saved, then what difference does it make if we have faith after we're dead and we're already saved? That sort of doesn't compute, right? Instead, it's faith is the gift that draws us deeper into the love and grace and knowledge of God. We know 
who God is. It's more like we have faith in this person, right? We have faith. I have faith in you that you can do X, Y, Z. I have faith. I know you. I believe you. I'm with you. Our faith in God is that we know who God is and that we accept what God has done in us and through us in Jesus Christ. And so it's such a, a powerful way to look at what faith is as this gift that God has given us versus this thing that we have that tricks God into giving us stuff if we have enough of it. Because in some ways that's really what we're talking about, right? I have enough faith. Like I have enough tickets from skee-ball to get that stuffed animal. I have enough faith in God to get this miracle. Instead of, I know who God is. And God knows me. Despite all my faults, despite all my failures, despite the fact that I fall short of God's glory, God loves me anyway. God loves you anyway. Amen.